Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living.
Well, good morning, Unity of Farmington Hills. And welcome, welcome, welcome to all of you who are visiting us today for our online worship service. I am Reverend Kelly Kincaid. I'm the senior minister at Unity of Farmington Hills. It is a joy and a pleasure to be worshiping with you all on this beautiful Palm Sunday. I love the way we ushered in the worship, the spirit of worship today. So I want to thank our music team for leading us in that opening congregational song. Famous one. Thank you to Nicholas. Thank you, Michael, Marie, Laurel, Carl and Lauren and Lauren, as usual. Thank you for providing the lyrics so that we could sing along with you all. I'm going to share our announcements for today and then we will continue with our Palm Sunday service. Our fellowship, our Sunday fellowship gathering is today at 11 a.m. And I invite all of you to join us, even those of you who are not members. Feel free to pop in and fellowship with us today. Our Monday Zoom house party is at 1 p.m. tomorrow and everyone is welcome to join us to check in with us, to connect with us, to inspire each other, to laugh together, to just have a good time. I love our Monday Zoom house parties. And also we have Bible study on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. So if you're interested in going into a deeper spiritual meaning of scripture, bring your Bibles and join us on Wednesday at 1 p.m. Our weekly Wednesday meditation service is at 7 p.m. on Wednesday evenings. And our meditation services are always sacred, peaceful, and relaxing. Our Good Friday service is this Friday, April 2nd at 7 p.m., which will prepare us for our Easter service where we're going to resurrect into a higher awareness of spiritual maturity. And then the next women's group meeting is on Sunday, April 11th. That's in two weeks. It will be at 2 p.m. Our guest speaker will be Elmarie Newson. She will be leading us in a presentation on balancing and energizing your chakras using healing touch. Elmarie has been practicing healing touch for 25 years, and I'm sure this is going to be an amazing presentation. Our next critical conversations meeting will be Monday, April 12th at 7 p.m. That's the second Monday in April. Feel free to invite others to participate in the conversation. The next men's group meeting is on April 17th. The, that's the third Sunday of the month at 10 a.m. Men, you are all welcome to participate. I'm sure Peter Albertson has something special in store for your meeting. The next Family Fun Trivia Night is also on April 17th, but that'll be at 7 p.m. And I invite you to invite your friends and family. The more, the merrier. Last week, we had some new members, not new members, some new uh, players join us for our trivia game night. It was a lot of fun. Amanda's Warriors are now the new champs. <laughs> Congratulations to you. Thank you, Eileen, for providing the perfect questions and for hosting the game night. It's, it is really a lot of fun. On April 24th at 2 p.m., Carl Schluter will be leading a book discussion on his book entitled Two Soul, The Unseen Stuff of Life. You may purchase Carl's book on smile.amazon.com. You have plenty of time to purchase it. 
to be able to read it and be prepared for the book discussion. I read it and I thought it was a really interesting book. I will be teaching a prosperity class starting on May 4th through June 15th. It will be on the book, Open Your Mind to Prosperity. And so you will need that book, Open Your Mind to Prosperity. The classes will be on Tuesdays from 6.30 p.m. to 8.45 p.m. And the book is written by Catherine Ponder. Again, that's Open Your Mind to Prosperity by Catherine Ponder, which is available on smile.amazon.com. To sign up for the class, please email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com. For the links to all of our activities, classes, group meetings, and events, or to sign up for our email blast, please visit our website at unityfh.com. If you don't see what you're looking for on the homepage, please look at the calendar of events. To schedule an appointment to speak with me or meet with me or to request prayer, you may call me at 248-737-9191 or you may email me at seniorminister at unityfh.com. My office hours are Tuesdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Wednesdays from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. But I am available after hours in case you need me. You may also email your prayer request to our prayer ministry. That email address is prayerchaplains at unityfh.com. After the prayer chaplains and I have prayed over your email, your email, your prayer requests, we will send them to silent unity to be held in prayer for 30 days. Our prayer chaplains are Roxanne Berry and Eileen Lindbergh. And I thank you both so much for your sacred service to our spiritual community. This concludes our announcements for today. So now as we sing Surely the Presence with our music team, let us open our hearts and minds for our, to, to hear the daily word and for our opening prayer. The Daily Word for today, Palm Sunday, March 28, 2021, is Hosanna. The affirmation reads, Guided by the divine presence within, I follow the path to spiritual freedom. 
Will you affirm that with me, please? Guided by the divine spirit presence within, I follow the path to spiritual freedom. And the message reads, I imagine Jesus' experience riding a donkey through the gates of Jerusalem, seeing the waving palm branches, feeling the people's love, hope, and even their fears as they shout, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. His followers looked to Jesus as the one who would free them from the bondage of Roman rule. Jesus, embracing his Christ nature, the spiritual identity he shares with all people, had accepted the greater mission of leading humankind to freedom from all bondage, all limitation, even freedom from death. Taking my inspiration from Jesus' example, I fearlessly embrace my Christ nature. Guided by the divine presence within, I follow the path to spiritual freedom. And today's scripture comes from the gospel according to John, chapter 12, verse 13, and it reads, So they took branches of palm trees and went out meet to meet him, shouting, Hosanna. Let us pray. So I invite you to gently close your eyes with me and take a deep breath. And allow your focus to flow down into your, the center of your chest which is your heart center. Becoming aware of the presence of peace that dwells within you. As we acknowledge that one power and that one presence that is active in our lives and in the universe, God the good omnipotent. We also acknowledge God that we are one with your power and your presence, which means that we are good also. And in this moment, we thank you for the divine, perfect way that you are blessing this worship service, that you are opening us up for a deeper understanding of your spiritual message, that you are opening us up for a deeper awareness of how to express your message in our lives, and that you are guiding us to our highest and greatest good. So we thank you, God, for your guidance and for your mighty gift of love that loves us no matter what. We lift this prayer in the mighty name of the indwelling loving Christ. Thank you, God. Amen. And now let us affirm our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible, one power, one presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And let us also affirm our UFH growth affirmation, knowing that God is manifesting it even as we speak. Together, we give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls and sanctuary with seekers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. Thank you for affirming that with me. 
And now we're going to have our first special song entitled Healing Rain. It'll be led by Lauren. And then I will be back with our message for today.
really thought that was an awesome song. It was like a quiet song. I don't think I've ever even heard that song before, but I love the message in it. I love how it inspired and I love how it uplifted. Thank you for that beautiful performance. Thank you for the beautiful video, Lauren, that you put to it. And thank you for leading that, that, that uh, performance. Thank you all. Thank you, Nicholas, Laurel, Marie, Michael, Carl, and Lauren. That was awesome. It was really awesome. Thank you. So I was, uh, I got a text from Riley Berry, who is one of our young adults. Actually, she's a, in college at Michigan State in uh, learning about zoology and all the things about animals. And so she shared this riddle with me and it says, uh, what do you call a religious hawk? And I said, I don't know what <laughs> she said, a bird of prey. <laughs> <laughs> which was I thought was kind of cute thank you Riley <laughs> it made me laugh <laughs> so but I and I, and I kind of and I love laughing so thank you for that so anyway as we continue our service today I, I want to uh, go more into acknowledging Palm Sunday so first of all March is the month of women's history, which is why we've been studying these last several weeks. We've been going into a study of the story of Jesus and the Samaritan woman and Eve and the serpent in the Garden of Eden. Also, March represents in unity. March represents spiritual wisdom. It's our spiritual faculty to discern, to be able to intuit, to be able to have a strong is when you have a, a strong knowing from the inside out is a spiritual knowing about what to do um, in your life. And also, this is today is Palm Sunday. It's the last Sunday of the month, but it's also Palm Sunday, which is the last Sunday in the Lenten season as well. Palm Sunday, which begins Holy Week, the last week that leads into the Good Friday, the day of Good Friday where Jesus was crucified represents Palm Sunday is the day that Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey, a young donkey. And Jerusalem represents a rep is a means peace, a city of peace. Jerusalem represents a consciousness of peace and oneness with God, love, peace, and oneness with God. When your thoughts are aligned with God, your mind is aligned, your uh, feelings are aligned with God, your words are aligned with God, your beliefs are fully lined up with the truth that you know, the spiritual truth of God, your actions are lined up with God. So you're moved into a peaceful state of consciousness where you are aligned fully with God. And, and whenever we're aligned with God, that brings forth the state of peace. And so I'm listening. When Jesus walked, when Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a donkey, his followers thought that he was going, as I read in the daily word, that he was going to free them from bondage from Rome. But really his purpose was to teach us how to embrace and follow the Christ within ourselves so that we can release through that relationship, be released from all forms of bondage. 
all forms of human bondage and limitation, the experiences that we are led into when we're going, when we're caught up in duality thinking that we're here to release all of those things that keep us bogged down in limitation, separation, restriction, illness, and move into spiritual freedom. And so I'm going to find, so God's going to link these things together. God's going to link Palm Sunday with the story of Jesus and the Samaritan woman and the story of Eve in the Garden of Eden. First of all, when we left off with um, Eve in the Garden of Eden and she was contemplating the fruit, she was contemplating the fruit when she decided to eat of the fruit. So she was saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious. So that's the lust of the eyes. The, the fruit looked delicious. I mean, the, the tree was beautiful. It's the lust of the eyes. The tree, the food, food looked delicious. The lust of the flesh wanting to the cravings of eating it. And then she wanted the wisdom it will give her, which is the pride of life. Not realizing that she, see, this is an innocence and an ignorance because she didn't realize that she was already one with the consciousness of God's wisdom. All she had to do was have more of an intimate relationship an intimate conversation and in intimacy with God. And she would have opened up more fully into the fullness that she is, that she was. But instead she allowed the, the lust the desire, the urgings of the five physical senses to take over. She took the fruit, she ate of it. And that's the senses. That's the feeling nature of us. That's the heart of us. The, the heart of the soul, the soul energy that ate of it impulsively acts off the feelings. And then she gave of it to her husband. The, her husband, Adam, represents the mental, the intellectual thinking. So the heart and the mind were out of alignment with God. And when your heart and mind become out of alignment with God, you move out of the Garden of Eden because the Garden of Eden represents a consciousness that is aligned with God. It is divine consciousness. It is the same consciousness that leads you into Jerusalem, which is a state of peace. And so what happens is they become aware of their nakedness and they move into a space, a, a, a feeling of shame. Anytime we are not aligned with God, and we move into a space of following our five physical senses. There will be moments where we feel some form of shame, some form of insecurity, some form of separation, some form of feeling alone, some form of depression. Any of those feelings are the consequences of living in duality thinking. And that's what she go. That's what she and her and Adam experienced. And then the other part of it is that now that they have become aware of good and evil. Evil is the word live backwards. They become aware of fully being aware of God and now fully having moments where you're caught up in your senses that lead you and distract you from God. They can no longer dwell in the consciousness of e in the Garden of Eden because the Garden of Eden represents the consciousness of only God, only good. Now they are aware of shameful feelings, which is rooted in the evil or sinful energy where you've missed the mark of expressing God. So they are kicked out of the Garden of Eden, which means you fall from the experience of being with God only, only knowing God. Your eyes open up from being innocent and ignorant. Now you've had this experience of the contrast of the physical life. Isn't it, an experience, isn't it interesting that... Had they not experienced good and then had the experience of going against what, G what God said, that there was 
no true opportunity to have freedom of uh, freedom of choice. If all you have is one thing in your life over and over again, and there's nothing else there, there's an opportunity to, opportunity to experience or that you have experienced, how do you have free choice? So them eating of that tree of the knowledge of, of, the, of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil opened them up to really manifest the opportunity that we have, which is freedom of choice. That's amazing. That, that just came to me. So now let's move into the Samaritan woman. So Eve has, they, they've, been, they've left now they're living in the consciousness of duality. They know good and evil. They know alignment with God and they know out of alignment with God. They know the consequences and the peace of being one with God in consciousness in your ways and your words and in your expression. And they know what it feels like to be out of alignment with God as well. And now they have the opportunity to choose one way or the other, whichever consequences they want, where the thoughts lead them to God or the thoughts lead them away from God. But their mind now is still full of truth and error. And so now we move into the Samaritan woman. The Samaritan woman is the result of eating of the knowledge of the fruit of the tree of good and evil. So we left off last week in verse 13. Uh, actually, we left off in verse 17, but I want to revisit a little bit more where starting at verse 13, where Jesus is talking about and anyone who drinks, who, who drinks this water will soon become thirsty. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. Now, once the Samaritan woman, which represents the the consciousness that lives in duality thinking becomes aware, becomes drawn in through the thought that caught her attention, which was give me, please give me a drink. The Christ in you seeking you out, seeking you out right where you are at the well, about to dip into the limited uh, consciousness of human thinking, human intellect, about to continue to dip into it and it will never quench your thirst really because you are a fully spiritual being living a human expression. So the only way to feel really fully be quenched of your thirst is to tap into the spiritual understanding, spiritual intellect. So he's telling her now, when you drink of this physical water, when you get caught up in this water, it is in the intellectual way of trying to do it yourself, trying to figure it out yourself, thinking that you are, can do it, you're everything, thinking you know everything. You're going to always be unsatisfied. You'll get thirsty again. But if you tap into this relationship that I'm t teaching you about with God, going into the Christ within and tapping into that Christ self, you will open up and, and, and awaken and activate the, your own Christ self that you can continue to tap into and become aware of the eternal life that you are. The eternal life that you are. And she meet, he meets her where she is to bring her consciousness to that level. Never judging her, never condemning her, even when she tries to deflect, still meeting her. Not trying to convince her, just having a conversation. So after she, he tells her that, she says, please, sir, um, give me this water. She realizes, she begins to understand from a spiritual perspective is when we get an aha, is when we get overwhelmed with the awareness and an understanding is those moments where you may, where some people may say you get filled with the Holy Spirit. 
where you're awakened to a new understanding of something. And then you want to keep going in it. You want to ask for more. You want to experience more. You want to get a deeper understanding of it. And she says, give me this water. Then I will never be thirsty again. I won't have to come here to get this limited intellectual, human intellectual understanding. I will move into the spiritual infinite understanding. And he tells her, go get your husband. And he, she says, I don't have a husband. And that's where we left off. And he says, you're right. This is still verse 17. You don't have a husband for you have had five husbands and you aren't even married to the one you're living with now. You certainly have spoke the truth. Now, what does that mean? He's talking about he, he's reading her life, but he's also letting her know where she is right now so that when she sees where she is right now, she can see how she can go higher. You've had five. You're right. You have had five husbands and the one you were living with right now. You're not even married to the five husbands represent living your life through the experience of the five physical senses. And when she begins to live with this one guy who she's not married to, he represents those time that when you start to realize there's more to life than this physical experience, there, there's more here. There, there's something underlining the existence of this human realm. It's like your, your sixth sense starts to kick in. It's the psychic part of you starts to awaken and kick in where you start to sense something greater than the physical world and something greater in your experiences, but you don't have the spiritual understanding to go deeper into it. That's what that guy who she's living with represents. But Jesus tells her to go get him because you have to balance your intellect, which is the masculine side of you with the feeling nature, your intuition, which is the feminine side of you. So the mind must meet with the heart in the consciousness of spirit for you to truly awaken and move into a higher consciousness. So she's opening, he's opening her up to the consciousness of thinking on the level that she was feeling, thinking on a level of spiritual understanding. And when she, when he says this, she says this verse 19, sir, the woman Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. Now she goes into deflecting, telling him, you must be a prophet. Let me ask you a question then. Why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship while we Samaritans claim it is here at Mount Gerizim where our ancestors worship? Now she's trying to deflect because you, you remember, you know, those times when someone gets you. When someone starts to glimpse the truth about you and it may be something that they're glimpsing that you may not be so proud of. You'll try to deflect them away or you may be starting to experience a life that you truly want or something that you truly want and you feel like you're not worthy. I remember when God called me to be a minister and I've known for a long time, but I truly got the, I truly acknowledged it. But I, and I kept asking God, why would you pick me? I, I, I've done so many things wrong in my life. I'm not perfect. I'm trying to be perfect, but I'm not there yet. Can I wait till I am? And Jesus said, I mean, God said to me, in your process lies my perfection. It's an ongoing process that God always sees me in, as the spirit expression. We are souls here to experience and express heaven on earth. And when I got that aha, I stopped deflecting. I started just letting God see God already saw it, but, but consciously and voluntarily 
sharing my experiences so that I could get a higher understanding. I knew where I was. God showed me even deeper why I was where I was. And God showed me even deeper how I can go higher. And that's what Jesus is doing here because he goes into verse 21 saying, believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it is no longer, well, it will no longer matter where you worship the father. She, he's telling her, it doesn't matter if you worship in Jerusalem. It doesn't matter if you worship on this mountain. What you won't, you won't matter. You won't be worshiping in Jerusalem and we won't be worshiping on the mountain. That's what he's telling her. He's telling her there will be a time. The time is now when you worship in spirit and in truth. And he says that you Samaritans know very little about the one who you worship while we Jews know all about him for salvation comes through the Jews. Now, what does that mean? It means that the Samaritans represent Gentiles, those who are outside of Jewish consciousness, Jewish consciousness represents spiritual awareness, divine awareness of the God in you, divine awareness of God, God's truth and living according to it. And those who then those of those moments that were not living in according to it were being Gentiles, were being Samaritans. And it is only when you're fully in life, living like living the law, living like Jesus, which is being a living epistle. You're living the truth that you know. That's what wisdom is. True wisdom is living the truth that you know. When you do that, you move yourself into salvation. Salvation is spiritual freedom. So as Jesus came into Jerusalem on the, on the donkey, representing the Christ consciousness, having control over the five physical senses, the animalness, the animal side of ourselves, Represents moving into guiding the body, guiding the mind, guiding the soul into spiritual freedom, which we experience in the city of peace. And so he goes on to say, but the time is coming indeed is here now when true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth In spirit and in truth. You live the truth. You live the spirit of the truth, meaning your mind and your heart are aligned with the truth of God and live in the truth of God as oneness with God. And it says the father is looking for those who will worship him that way for God is spirit. So those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. The kicker is not only is God spirit, but we're spirit. The greatest, most powerful part of you that you cannot see is spirit. And until we worship from the inside out, tapping into the spiritual expression, going into meditation, sitting with God, becoming more intimate with God, learning more about God, feeling a deeper relationship with God, and then experiencing that oneness and celebrating that oneness, honoring that oneness, experiencing that oneness with God. You're not truly worshiping. You're not truly worshiping. It is important for us to take that time out during the day, every day, just like you do with your husband, just like you do with your friends and your family. Spend it with God first, because that will develop a spiritual freedom where you can be fully self-expressed from the Christ side of you. And it will bless every other relationship in your life, every other circumstance in your life, every other area of your life. That is the living water bubbling up and coming out and you living in eternal life. Now the woman deflects again. She knows something about, remember, she, they believed that the Samaritans believed they were descendants of Abraham. So they lived according to Moses' law. 
So they, they knew some stuff that the Jewish t- teachings were teaching. So they, they knew about the Messiah. She, in verse 25, the woman said, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. So she's open to understanding spiritual truth. She's not really realizing that she's talking to the one. Jesus answered, I am the Messiah. And in that moment, can you imagine what she must have experienced? Coming into the realization that right here in the midst of her all this time while she's been having a conversation with this man, that it has been the Christ that she's been talking to. I want that experience. And the beautiful thing is when you read in the scriptures and you go into the deep meaning of the words, you get that relationship. You get that understanding. You meet God through Jesus's experiences in Jesus's life over and over and over again. You go deeper into the living water, which is the truth of who you are. And then when you go further on, it says the disciples in verse 27, it says the disciples came and they were shocked seeing him talking to a woman, not just a woman, because he, the, the Jewish men didn't talk to women readily like that. Jesus did, but it was going against their law. And then to see him talking to a Samaritan woman who was taboo and defiled, they just sat back and watched. They were watching evangel- evangelism in or action. They were watching this living epistle expressing and changing and shifting the consciousness through the expression of love, acceptance, and oneness. That represents those, when you get the awareness of who you are in the truth and a spiritual understanding, how you begin to change your thinking and change your laws, your your life, and change those aspects in your consciousness that are not aligned with God. And if they are, you begin to move deeper in those aspects of your consciousness into understanding how you can express God in every area of your life. These disciples represent that while they're sitting there watching. They're absorbing and they're learning and they're understanding and they're taking it in. Verse 28 says the woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village telling everyone come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? Now, why is she she asking that question? He just told her he was the Messiah. But the truth is, I can't make you know God. I can't make you understand God or have a relationship with Jesus the way I do. She asked this question to get them peak, get to peak their interest so that they can go look for themselves and ask for themselves. When we demonstrate our life before others, let it be in a way that will make someone want to go seek God out for themselves. Be that living epistle of God's word that they experience you, express you. And when you tell them where you've gotten your living water, that they want to go and find out for themselves. That's what she does. She asked the question and then it says, so the people came streaming from the village to see him. She peaked there and she did the same thing Jesus did. She peaked their interest where they ran to see Jesus themselves. She met them where they were that they may run and get an experience of Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah themselves. I challenge us all today on this Palm Sunday to be a living epistle to live the truth that you know and live it so fully that everyone knows that you are a disciple of God, 
not just a disciple of Jesus, because Jesus led us to God, that you are a disciple of God, that they experience the word of God through you. That's what an epistle is. An epistle is the letters that the apostles that Paul wrote to the churches in uh, in the New Testament. The the that that was the he the apostles would dictate it out. It would be written out and they will be delivered. Don't just deliver the word. Be a living expression of God's word to the point where others will be blessed and moved by their experience with you. That is what I challenge us to do. Move from the Samaritan woman back into the expression of Eve, where you're one with God in consciousness, and then go even further, begin to demonstrate it in your life, become a living epistle of it in your life. That's the fifth unity principle that we live the truth that we know. That's what spiritual wisdom is. Spiritual wisdom is taking it out of the mind of knowledge and being the experience of it in your life. And I thank you, God, for this divine message and the way you brought it forth. Amen. And so now as we move into our giving righteously segment, bring forth the donation that God is guiding you to give that will stretch you past your comfort zone and open up the floodgates of God's blessing to bless your life. As so you give, you shall receive. And let us affirm the love offering blessing together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. And now, for those of you who are giving online, you may go to unityfh.com. Click on the Donate button on the homepage. It'll open up the Donate page. You may give through credit card, PayPal, or through your debit card. If you haven't already, link your Smile.Amazon account to Unity of Farmington Hills. That way, every time you purchase something through Amazon, through the Smile.Amazon Amazon will give proceeds to Unity of Farmington Hills. They'll make a donation to Unity of Farmington Hills. For those of you who are giving in, gi giving in a form of a check, you may send it to Unity of Farmington Hills, 32500 West 13 Mile Road, Farmington Hills, Michigan, 48334. And whichever way you decide to give, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I thank you because your donations, your love offerings, your pledges, all of your ways that you donate, of your and give of your treasure helps us to pay our bills at Unity of Farmington Hills and keeps us go, doing very well. And I'm grateful for that. Even through a pandemic, that's awesome. God is blessing deeply. And so now as we close out this segment, we are going to move into the next special song, which is more like falling in love. And it'll be led by Laurel. And then I will be back with our closing prayer segment.
What an awesome, awesome song. Oh, I love that. Thank you, Laurel. That was amazing. Thank you also, Nicholas, Michael, Marie, uh, Carl, and Lauren for that awesome. You all did it. Oh, that was awesome. Inspirational performance. Thank you all. And Lauren, thank you for the video to bring it all together. Oh, I'm just spinning. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling inspired. I'm feeling uplifted. And I'm feeling very grateful for our music team. Thank you again. And so now as we continue to feel the vibration of that song, let us gently close our eyes and take a deep breath and center ourselves in our heart and just bring forth the names of those who you feel need prayer as we move into this virtual prayer circle together in consciousness knowing that we are one in consciousness with God. Call forth that name into this beautiful prayer circle. And God, as you hear these names, 
as these names resonate into the universe. We are grateful that you already are behind the scenes in each and every life, manifesting their highest and greatest good, providing whatever it is that their hearts desire, whatever it is their mind, their body, their circumstance desires in a full manifestation of spiritual law and spiritual resolution. We thank you, God, for answering those prayers and for blessing us that we may be the ones to bring their names forth in prayer that we can stand in the gap for them. Thank you, God, for that. We also thank you for blessing every one of us in attendance and allowing us to receive your message so deeply. I thank you for blessing each and every person who will be watching later. And I ask it and I affirm your blessing on the music team, on everyone, on Matthew who does our emails and situates our website and everything at the church, and Faith who bring who does the slides and sets up our Facebook page and all of the thing and everyone else who is connected to bringing forth an amazing worship service. I thank you, God, for blessing each and every one of us right now. Thank you, God, for blessing the world and bringing us all into a deeper level of love, unity, and oneness. This prayer is lifted in the mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ, thanking you for your love that loves no matter what. Amen. And now let us affirm our prayer for protection. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. Well, for those of you who are joining me for fellowship today, I'll see you in a little bit. For those of you who are not, enjoy the rest of your Palm Sunday and the rest of this Holy Week. Hopefully, I'll see you on Good Friday and also on Easter Sunday. Again, I'm Reverend Kelly Kincaid, and it has been a pleasure and a joy. Uh, until, we see, until we meet again, I will see you next time. Let us close by praying singing the peace song with our music team. I'll see you later. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings, but still want to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page at www.unityfh.com donate.